Alright, welcome back to another episode of David's Sports Talk. Uh, I know I haven't been recording in a while, so we're just going to do a little recap. Um, uh, more importantly, let's go over the most recent news. Um, the Golden State Warriors were eliminated from the play-off tournament. Well, the play-in tournament. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies upset them tonight. And... Defeated them one seventeen to one twelve. Um, John Morant had thirty five points. Uh, the big thing about it though is what is Stephen Curry gonna do about his contract extension in the summer? Um, I know a lot of rumors went out about Curry possibly going to the Lakers. Um, I don't see that happening, but. Now that the Warriors are starting to become terrible, I'm starting to realize it could happen because what is this percentage of Clay coming back and being fully healthy after two ACL tears? Um, more importantly, what is the future of the roster considering the big three will be Steph, Clay, and Draymond, but we don't know the severity. The severity of Clay's injury is terrifying considering... He's coming off of two ACL tears, and Golden State is more importantly looking at him and thinking um, he's going to go back to the regular old Clay Thompson. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Curry's going to end up leaving Golden State. Um, if he were to leave, though, the Lakers would probably be the only option he could go to. Um. Me, I would love to see him in Philly. Would it happen? Never. It would be great to see him join his brother and team up in Philly, but the possibility of that happening is slim to none. But uh, other news is WWE um, had their pay-per-view WrestleMania backlash. They were sponsored by Batista's new movie, Army of the Dead. Um, it was reported today, though, that WWE reportedly received a seven-figure payday from Warner Brothers for the sponsorship. Uh, the Army of the Dead sponsorship they had with WWE for WrestleMania Backlash received a lot of hate from fans because people looked at it and said, oh, well... WWE's retarded and they don't know how to put entertainment on but then say AEW is better when they're really not but next up uh, WWE is working on John Cena's return they want him to be back when the fans come back so the next time the fans will be back is July 16th for Smackdown um, he was Reportedly supposed to appear at WrestleMania. He couldn't be able to do that due to Canada's COVID-19 protocol and him recording the Peacemaker TV show for HBO Max. So they're going to look to please the fans as best that they can when they're back in arenas. Also, Rashawn Holmes is reportedly 
looking for a four-year deal in the free agency that's worth around $80 million. He averaged 14.2 points and 8.3 rebounds per game, shoot at 63.7% from the field during the season, but he doesn't really space the floor. He shot 18% from three-point range, um, but he's a great defender. He blocked 1.6 shots per game and averaged at least 12.3 points and 8.1 rebounds in each of the past two seasons. If the Kings are looking to compete, though, they should look into trading a lot of players on their team. If not, a lot of people are going to be really disappointed. Um, other news, Falcons have officially put Julio Jones on the trading market. Atlanta has only only has not even $600,000 in cap space, and they don't even have enough money to... Um, sign their rookies so the teams interested right now in Julio Jones are the Patriots the Chargers the Cardinals the Titans and the Jets More than likely, though, I see him getting traded to. I want to see him traded to. Um, Patriots. Because the Patriots already look like they're going to be an underrated team this year. But if they get Julio Jones, I think they could easily contend. I think everyone wants to see how the Patriots do this year. They they were the biggest spenders in the free agency. So they are looking to contend. Um, the Washington Wizards advanced and they'll face the Sixers on Sunday. Bradley Beal has averaged 36.7 points against us in the three games he had. January 6th, he had career high 60 points against us but worth the rain elegant this season against the Wizards so I don't see us losing to them I see us sweeping them Bradley Beal's hamstring isn't fully healed as you can tell and obviously Russell Westbrook isn't going to be able to dominate against us um, the Lakers beat the Warriors the other day in an amazing game they will face the Phoenix Suns Sunday in round one. Their, their game was the most watched NBA game on ESPN since the 2019 Western Conference Finals. They had 5,618,000 average viewers for that game. And it, it was an amazing game. The Lakers ended up winning off of LeBron James' buzzer beater from three. And it, it, it was an amazing game. Um, if Ben Simmons were to win Defensive Player of the Year, he would be the second player in franchise history behind Dikembe Mutombo to win the award. Um, the finalists for each award were put out yesterday. 
during the pregame coverage. Um, MVP finalist Stephen Curry, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Ben Simmons. Six Man, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Derrick Rose. Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and Tyrese Halliburton. Most Improved, Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., and Julius Randle. And Coach of the Year, Quinn Snyder, Tom Thibodeau, and Monty Williams. Um, right now, I'm going to give my predictions. So, MVP, it's going to be a toss-up between and beating Jokic. Um, I want to say Embiid would win it by a landslide just because of how his team is done. You know, they clinched number one seed, um, and they're probably the favorites to win the East behind the Brooklyn Nets. So I want to say Embiid's going to win it by a little bit, but I wouldn't count Curry out because Curry's been amazing this season, but also his team has been terrible, so that's only the reason why. A defensive player of the year, I'm going to say Ben Simmons. Just because he... When players go up against him, they're they're easily shooting about 20-30% against him. But when Rudy Gobert is guarding anyone, they're, they're scoring 20-plus points in the paint. A six-man of the year. I love that Derrick Rose got the recognition, but I'm going with Jordan Clarkson. He... he He's always stepped up when the Jazz needed him, and he's a, a great solidified scorer off the bench. Um, he's, he's never had a bad, terrible game. He's had average game, but he's always going above and beyond. Rookie of the year, I'm going to say LaMelo Ball. Not by much. Because them seven games he was out due to the wrist injury that was supposed to keep him out the rest of the season. Anthony Edwards stepped it up big time. And was proven that um, people shouldn't look down on him. But LaMelo Ball also took a terrible Hornets team that was going nowhere after Kemba Walker was gone to a contending team but still couldn't make the playoffs. Um, most improved, it's definitely going to go to Julius Randle. There's there's no way that Jeremy Grant is going to win it or Michael Porter Jr. Jer Julius Randle has already proved that he should win MVP, most improved player. Um, the Knicks were a team that everyone has had doubts about the past couple years where they're like, oh, well, you know, the Knicks are going to get Kyrie and KD and Zion. They only end, then when you look at the free agency report, they end up signing eight power forwards and are trying to sign, use them as point guards, and the experiment doesn't work, and they end up not making the playoffs, and it's it's just terrible. But this year, Julius Randle has really stepped it up. Not like he hasn't stepped it up the past couple of seasons, but he's really solidified his case on being a great scorer. And he, he's already the lock for most improved. I don't see how Jeremy Grant won't win it just because the Pistons have been terrible and he's missed a lot of games. Um, he hasn't really put up great performances. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., I would say he would he could win it, but he's too overshadowed by um, everyone else's play on the team. So 
most likely Julius Randle is the lock. Uh, Coach of the year, I'm definitely going to be a toss-up between Monty Williams and Tom Thibodeau. But I'm going to give it to Monty just because the Suns have always been the team that cannot make the playoffs. And this year, they turned it around big time. They traded for Chris Paul. They signed Jay Crowder for a steal. And now they're the number one seed in the NBA. Well, number... Yes, number one seed in the NBA. So, yeah, more, more than likely, Monty Williams isn't gonna, is going to want it. But next, we're going to talk about some releases that the WWE has made. They released the Velveteen Dream, um, Vanessa Bourne, Alexander Wolf, Jessamine Duke, and a couple of other NXT referees due to, they say, financial issues, but more than likely, the superstars they released had a lot of backlash in the locker room. A lot of people, a lot of people did not feel comfortable performing with um, Drake Wirtz, NXT referee, and he, sooner or later he was going to be gone. Um, next up. What is next? Next, next, next. Oh, um, quarterback Jeff Driscoll is signing with the Texans. He's going to be making $2.5 million for first year. Well, he's only on a one-year deal, but he's probably going to be the quarterback after the Texans trade Deshaun Watson regarding Deshaun Watson. Eagles and the Chargers, no, the Panthers are the favorites to land him. Um, I don't see the Panthers trading for him even after they traded for Sam Darnold. It wouldn't make sense in my opinion, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the Eagles would be the most likely because they have the most draft picks out of anyone right now. And they also have a couple players that they could look to trade. You know, Zachers hasn't reported to off-season programming for two weeks now. And he said he's not going until he gets released or traded. So they could use him. And then, obviously, two or three picks and Jalen Hurts will go too. Um, also, the Sixers will be facing the Washington Wizards on Sunday. Playoff schedule was announced for them. They'll face Washington at 1 o'clock on TNT. Next game will be on Wednesday, the 26th. And then 3rd and 4th will be the 29th and the 20th and the 31st. And then if it goes to 5, 6, and 7, it'll be June 2nd, June 4th, and June 6th. But it's not going past four games. So there's your schedule. Um, next up...
AEW Dynamite was announced, it will be moving to TBS in 2022. And a new show called AEW Rampage will debut on TNT on Friday, August 13th. Um, a lot of things is going on with AEW right now. They will be taping on Fridays now because of the NBA playoffs. Um, but they're, they're getting better and bigger. Uh, Danny Green commented, he said, guys were going at each other in practice. He says it thinks it was necessary experiences that will help bring them closer and get them ready for the playoffs. Uh, Knicks say they plan to admit 13,000 fans to Madison Square Garden with, uh, on Sunday when they face the Hawks. It will be the f first home playoff game in eight years. So they are looking to beat Atlanta Hawks at home. Um, other rumor went out. The Cavs could consider trading Colin Saxton. Um, I don't see... A lot of players have had problems with him being on the ball too much. And they want him to figure how to do it off the ball. I don't see why the Cavs would consider trading him. His stats are great. He's averaging 24.3 points, 3.1 rebounds, and 4.4 assists, while shooting 47.5% from the field. He's going to become a restricted free agent during the 2022 offseason. Um, he's definitely going to get a max contract, though. But with the Cavs expected to give Jared Allen a big deal, and Kevin Love's contract still on the team for two more years, they could look into trading. Colin Saxton, but if they don't, they'll most likely trade Kevin Love's contract for assets, and more than likely look into that. Um, Bradley Beal, he had eight forty-plus point games, including games of fifty and sixty points this season. All career highs, he averaged 31.3 points, 49% field goal percentage, 89% free throw. He finished second in the NBA in scoring behind Stephen Curry, with 30, who had 32 points per game. And against any team, he had 40.7 points in three games versus Boston, which is the highest versus any team. Um, the Lions and their offensive tackle, Panay Sewell, have agreed to team terms. He'll get a four-year, $24.1 million fully guaranteed contract with a $14.88 million sign signing bonus. And Jason Tatum is the all-time scoring leader in the play-in tournament history. He had 50, 50 points, 8 rebounds, 5 three-pointers, and 17 for 17 from the free-throw line against the Wizards. Um, Chris Bosh, 11-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA champion, Hoop Hall Class of 2021 honoree. He will serve as an ESPN NBA analyst throughout the 2021 NBA postseason. So, he's getting recognition. Um, for the first time in WWE history, three Australian superstars all hold championships. Bronson Reed, NXT North American champion. Indy Hartwell, NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, and Rhea Ripley, Raw Women's Champion. Um, 
Sabrina Lemescu is the youngest player in WNBA history to get a triple-double at 23 years old. She had 26 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds, and she was 4 for 7 from 3. So she is making history. Um, Corey Clement posted a picture on Instagram, comment, and saying thank you to Philly. He went to the Giants. He signed with the Giants. Uh, the Bengals signed their rookie, Jackson Carmen, the team's second-round draft pick. Um, Jamar Chase and Joseph Asai are the two that remain unsigned. Um, Kyle Lowry's answer about his future from the free agency could be news for the Sixers. He said that. He's looking at two things right now. He said he loves the game, but money talks and years talk. At the end of the day, he wants to make sure my family is taken care of for generations. And he said he wants more championships. Um. So right there, it looks as the Raptors unlikely. The Raptors are going to be more than likely rebuilding the next couple years. And... The Knicks, who are interested in Kyle Lowry, are more than unlikely because they are postseason contenders, but they're not title contenders. Um, but the Sixers could be the ones that benefit the most. And if they do get him, they'll probably be the most fearsome team in the NBA. Uh, Mike Trout has been placed on a 10-day injury list with a right calf strain. His estimated return to play is six to eight weeks. Um... What's next? What's next? Oh, Steph Curry joins Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, and Wilt Chamberlain as the only NBA players ever to win multiple MVP scoring titles and championships. Uh, Joe Burrow's knee surgeon says he's able to go for the season opener. On September 12th against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Chicago Bulls forward Alfred Camino will use his $10.2 million player option. He will return to the Bulls after getting traded there with Nikola Vucevic. And the NBA is widely believed that they will expand past 30 teams with Seattle and Las Vegas being the most likely scenarios for them. Next up, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? 
But that is it for tonight. I'll be back next episode with playoff predictions and more news for you guys. But on that note, I'll see you guys next one.